God is good, is he not? God is good today. Let, let's just thank him. Just, just close your eyes for a moment. Let's just thank him for his presence. <clears throat> There's fullness in the presence of the Lord. There's a fullness in the presence of the, <clears throat> of the Lord. There's a fullness in the presence of the Lord. Fullness of everything that we need. Father, we're just in that place to receive from you today. We believe that you are on our side, that you are for us and not against us. We're grateful today. We're thankful for your presence in the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. Happy Father's Day to all the fathers that are here today. Glory to God. It's a good thing. Amen. Fathers are a great thing, and I, <clears throat> today I have, um, I'm <clears throat> taking the message that we've, that uh, the series we've been on uh, this month, that God is for you, and uh, we're going to talk about God the Father being for us. Um, I, on purpose, started this series and came to this place in this series, and this truth today that <clears throat> to really know God, you have to know Him as a father. And to be an earthly father, you really, you know, the reason that there's been so many problems with fathers on the planet is because the men, when they were young, didn't have relationships with fathers. There's been a lot of that. And, you know, I, when, when I say relationship, you know, we're going to be grateful anyway. I, I didn't have a real, you know, any time, type of a one-on-one -on -one relationship with my father. He, was a, he, he taught me things like golf and those kind of things, but not things about life because he didn't understand. He and I have talked about these things. I'm not, I'm not, talking against him in any way, shape, or form. He knows that, the, that there are things that he didn't do for me, but hello, who didn't do for their children at certain times? There's no perfect father on planet earth. Amen? And today we're going to look at that and talk a little bit about it because there is a perfect father, and everybody has, whether, you know, whether you're whether you're young or you're older in years living on the planet, Everybody has a father, and everybody has a past, and everybody in some way or another, in things that the father didn't do correctly, were contaminated with things that you can't carry along as baggage and use it as, as an excuse for why you're not accomplishing something in life. And that's not an ugly word, that's just a truthful word. And relationships with fathers are key, and the Bible's real clear about that. One of the things that the Bible says about fathers is that the sins of the fathers are passed down to the children. So there are things that get passed down to us that were not our fault. Um, there's another scripture passage, a couple of different passages in the Bible that talk about... Um, restoration coming to the fathers so that fathers can rise up and be who they were created to be. 
then when you have a world and a nation of fathers taking responsibility for their actions, connecting themselves to the Heavenly Father, then you have a whole nation that is changing. And you know how you change a nation? Not one arena at a time, one person at a time. And a nation changes when an individual take responsibility for their own lives and realize that their life is not just about themselves, but the people they come in contact with. And when we realize that and we understand it, we change a whole, we change a whole nation by taking responsibility for ourselves. And today, we're just going to look at a couple of things in regards to earthly fathers and our heavenly father. So, happy Father's Day today. All that are fathers in the house, if you're a father today, stand up. If you're a father today, just stand up. Amen? Come on, let's give him a huge hand. Amen. Awesome. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Thank God for all of the fathers in the name of Jesus. I have a little video clip I want you to watch, and then we're going to talk a little bit about it. Hold on, wait, wait, wait. Now, don't no. hog the picture now. How you gonna hog the picture? Wait. The picture's not right unless daddy's in the picture. <laughs> That's magic. Come on, it's late. Okay, come on. Daddy? I'm scared about the fall thing on Saturday. What are you afraid of? Your mother told me you were excited about it. Well, everybody has a solo, and mine is on the last song. And I started. So if I mess up, the whole entire song is wrapped. What makes you think you're going to mess up? I can't sing. What do you mean you can't sing? I can't. Yes, you can. Where's the song you're going to sing? Let me see. I'll put it to the right page. What song do you do? This page. All right. All you need is love. I'll catch a good one. It's the Beatles. Tell you what. Here's what you do. Come over here. I'm going to get you on stage here. This is the stage now. No, no, you're going to get on stage, and I'm going to be in the audience. It's going to be just like you're at the play. I'm all the people in the audience. I came to see the show. We all like, ooh, this is great. Well, I can't wait to see this. Who's in this show? Well, who's that? I wonder if she can sing. All right, now you gotta get ready now. So you gotta get ready to see because everybody's watching. Everybody's watching. Now you gotta say, there's nothing you can do that can't be done. I can't. Yes, you can. There's nothing you can do that can't be done. Nothing you can do that can't be done. But here's how you sing it now. You say it, and then you take the last word and just stretch it out. Say, there's nothing you can do that can't be done. There's nothing you can do that can't be done. Nah, I didn't go to that. <laughs> There's nothing you can do that can't be done. There's nothing you can do that can't be done. Yeah, all right, now, here's the second line. There's nothing you can sing that can't be sung. There's nothing you can sing that can't be sung. Then we go higher now. There's nothing you can sing that can't be sung. There's nothing you can sing that can't be sung. A little higher, though, higher, higher. Nothing you can sing like every song. Oh, my baby sound like Minnie Ripperton. Okay, let's drop it lower. Let's do it like a frog. There's nothing you can sing like every song. Daddy, you're just doing what I did to you. Yeah, that's right. I'm doing what you did to me. Now let's try it. There's nothing you can sing like every song. See, you're doing it. Okay, listen. Okay, here's the next one. There's nothing you can say, but you can learn how to play the game. It's easy. And nothing you can say but can learn how to play the game. It's easy. It's easy. It's easy. It's easy. It's easy. Ah, that's it. That's it. You're singing. Take a bow. Oh, she was wonderful. You going to the top. She going to the top. Woo, <laughs> <laughs> 
so you know, um, as as earthly fathers, we we try, we want to be all to our kids that we can be, and uh, and you know, in that in that video right there, I mean, he's he's working at and he's attempting to. Um, you know, take her to another place, to another level. Um, he's trying to be confident with her, you know. And some, some fathers, um, some fathers have done that, other fathers haven't. But I tell you, at the end of the day, every natural father with their children are going to fall short. Well, Pastor, that's not real encouraging. <clears throat> every natural father is going to somewhere in their life attempt to bring their kid up to a higher level as, as it was in the video there. He was doing his best. <clears throat> but our best will never measure up to his best. Okay? But if I'm connected to him as a father, if you're connected to him as a father, as a mother, as just a child, as a person, if you're connected to him, then your life is that much better. The, the way that that father right there was in that movie was acting toward the child um, was positive, right? And those positive attributes come from our God, from our Heavenly Father, so we can apply those to our children's lives, to other people's lives, and that's, that's what God wants. But we, have, we ultimately have a Heavenly Father that is our Father first. He created us. He's our Father. The natural children that I have were entrusted to me by God and if there was anybody that felt like when he first became a parent that he had absolutely no ability to be that parent, it was me. I mean, I was afraid of it, just being honest. I was afraid of being a father and felt like I had absolutely no ability. I didn't even understand what fatherhood was really about. Um, 38 years later, <clears throat> well, no, 34 years later, <clears throat> trying to think, how old is my oldest? Yeah, 34 years later, um, I know some things, and uh, I, I, had, I was in New Mexico the last couple of days preaching in a camp meeting up in northern New Mexico, and, and uh, I was sitting out in front of my hotel room, uh, or in front of the hotel on a bench. I was waiting for somebody to come pick me up. And I was just sitting out there because it was beautiful weather. It was cool. Woo, it was cool. Wind was blowing over my face. I was about to fall asleep on that bench. <clears throat> and a guy from the hotel came and, hey, can I sit down and talk to you about something? And I'm, think, I'm thinking, man, I was just like trying to get my thoughts together. And now this guy wants to talk, you know. And he begins to sit down and his wife is, pregnant with their first child, but then he began to tell me that it wasn't their first child, they had a miscarriage. He just began to 
weep as he was telling me that he had a miscarriage. <clears throat> and, uh, and he said, you know, with this, this second child, he said, I've been in fear all the time. Any kind of report, if my wife just has a funny feeling, there's this fear that this child's going to, I'm going to lose this child. This constant fear that's bombarding my mind. And uh, as I began to share with him, <clears throat> the Lord told me and gave me a couple things to, to say to him. And, and, and th this child is like, I mean, the, the child, the baby is due next month. And so she's carried it and everything's fine. And doctors say everything is fine. And <clears throat> as I prayed with him, I gave him two verses of scripture to encourage him to be free from the fear trying to torment him. You see, and I know this young man, I've known him for a while, and he's, and he's actually become like a spiritual son from long distance in my life, and, and so I've known him for a while, and as he sat down, and he said the things to me, what the Lord said to me, what the, the Father gave to me was to give to him, I looked at him, I said, you're going to be a fantastic father. And this guy just, he cried like a baby, because we need the affirmation in our lives from men that are like fathers. See, I'm like a father to him. He calls me, you know, periodically to get advice and things in his life. And so from a long distance, I'm like a father to him. And when you hear those words like that, it does something to you. Your own personal children, when you speak words of affirmation, it does something to you. But if you don't, if you were never affirmed, you don't know how to affirm someone else. See? So you have to learn it. That's what the church is about. That's why we teach things like this. That's why uh, re revelation that comes to and through the church helps you to rise up and become who you are and be connected to your heavenly Father and not let even what natural things in life through your earthly Father. And we bless our parents. Thank God you wouldn't be here if it wasn't for your parents. Right? We thank God that they brought us into the world. No matter if there's difficulties or whatever, we thank God for them. But ultimately, our ultimate connection is with our Heavenly Father. And the Bible is very clear regarding that. Very clear about how we're connected. So the Father in all of his efforts in the, in the video clip is a good thing. And do all that you know to do. But at the end of the day, at the end of the day, my ability is only my ability to father not only my natural children but spiritual children. My ability to father and to pastor and to lead is, is directly related to my connection with my Heavenly Father. And your ability to do what you do day to day is directly connected to that. Because whatever issues or problems you've had in the past with other things and relationships or fathers or mothers or other people or whatever, any, any issues you've had in, in, in those type of relationships can only be fixed. And, and you can only be set free of those bondages in life through a connection with your Heavenly Father. Um, <clears throat> we've looked at a number of different scriptures in, in this series. And so... Just follow with me with a few of them. Look, let's look at Romans 8. And um, Romans 8 and verse 31. What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? If God is for us, who can be against us? What's the answer? What we've talked about. Nobody can be against us if we know that God is for us. 
Nobody against us can be successful if we know that God is for us. Absolute truth. God is for you and He's not against you. Can you say amen? Um, Jesus said it in another way, in, in a couple of verses of Scripture, and I want you to look at John 5 uh, and verse 30. Jesus said it this way. <clears throat> John 5 and verse 30. I can of myself do nothing, Jesus said. As I hear, I judge. And my judgment is righteous, because I do not seek my own will, but the will of the Father who sent me. Now, what did Jesus say he could do? Absolutely nothing except what he received from the Father. How much did he say he could do? Jesus Christ said he could do nothing if he didn't get it from the Father? Jesus Christ, he didn't say, there's not a lot that I can do. Or, or I'm limited in my life, you know, uh, uh, because, you know, there's some things I need to get from the Father. No, he said, I can't do anything except my connection to the will of the Father. Look at look what Jesus said similar to this about you and I. John 15 and verse 5. I'm the vine, you're the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit, for without me you can do what? Nothing. So the scripture says this, that the only way to the Father is through Jesus Christ. Jesus said, he can do nothing without the Father. Now he's telling us, you can do absolutely nothing without me, because what I'm giving you is from Father, and, and, but the way to the Father is through me. And as you go through me to the Father, then if you can't do anything without me, if you're connected with me, then you can do everything. I can do all things through Christ who is my strength, but my through Christ is my connection to my Heavenly Father. I'm going to tell you again today. We have to know God, not as God, but as Father. We have to know Him as Father. In this Father's Day, as we're acknowledging fathers and we all are texting our fathers I've texted my spiritual fathers I'll call my my earthly father this afternoon and we'll talk and all those kind of things and honoring him and, and I'm calling and I'm doing those things because I want to do it but how much more do we from our hearts need to learn how to honor our heavenly father because what I promise you, everybody sitting in here today could say that their earthly father did something that they didn't like or hurt them or this or whatever it is. But what God wants is for you to get over that, forgive them, and be able to move on and accomplish all that he had created for you to do on planet earth even before the foundation of the world. I'm going to say it again. Even before the foundation of the world, he had a plan. But if you're walking around with this bag full of stuff 
that your earthly father hurt you with or this person did or that thing or whatever and you're walking around with this thing and you're always bringing that up and you're letting the devil bring those thoughts up about how people have hurt you and you don't learn to get over it. I didn't say they didn't hurt you. I didn't say they didn't hurt you. Don't misunderstand what I'm saying. I'm not insensitive to the fact that they hurt you. What I'm trying to do is help you to learn how to get free because I'll just tell you this right now. I can't free you. I'm your pastor, I'm, I'm, many of you, I'm spiritual father to many of you that are sitting in here today, but I can't deliver you, but I can help you to get to him so you can get delivered. You know, in the early years when I lived in the, when I lived in the Rio Grande Valley and part of the ministry and stuff down at church that we were part of down there, we, we dealt with a lot of we dealt with a lot of um, people that were connected with witch doctors, with kudendettas, and, and different things. And, and so we, we spent a lot of time praying for people to be free of those, those demonic controls. And, and, you know, early on, I was a young Christian and, you know, kind of got thrown into some of that with people. There's other people doing it, but I was watching and I watched a lot of it. But, it, but I, I always thought that you had to yell, scream, and spit, you know, for devils to leave. And, and I just thought it, the, the more you scream and the more you holler, and, and, if, and, and man, you got to be on the clock. I mean, if, it, if you're not there for three and a half hours to where you're worn out, then the devil's not leaving. He didn't take you serious if you weren't there for three and a half hours. Problem is you can't find that in the Scripture. Huh? The Bible says resist the devil and he'll flee. Now, it's not that simple, but that's what, that's what has to happen. You understand? And I'm not saying that none of that was good. I'm just saying that was kind of my perception. And, and after a while, when I didn't see a lot of people really get free, it's like, okay, all right, we got, we got to get into the freedom business. I want, I want to be free. How about you tonight, today? Huh? I, I, I want freedom. I, I don't want to just talk about it. I want to be free, and I want other people to be free. The, the young guy that was sitting on the bench with me that was weeping over a real, I mean, I mean, is that a serious situation? I mean, is that legit? I mean, to the bone, right? I mean, that's legit what he was talking about, about losing a child and, and the fears that would come against him. I mean, you know, in the natural, they, he, he, they may have said, you know, we're, we're not having any more children. But, it, but they, they've got one, and next month that child's going to be born healthy in the name of Jesus. And, but I'm saying... If I'm not connected with the Father, then all I can give Him is what I think. But man, when I'm connected to the Father, then all of a sudden, in the moment, the right words, the right things that He needs come out of you because God knows what's best. Everybody say, Father knows best. He always has known best, right? I think we ought to make a TV show out of that, right? Oh, they already did. I forgot. But, uh, but you, you understand? He knows best. And, and what people need in those type of situations are what Father thinks. Um, <clears throat> I had another little story, but I'm, I'm going to stop. Um, so, so, this Father, okay? So, let, let, let's look at a couple things that the Bible says here, or that the Bible talks about here. <clears throat> I don't know what has happened. Hold on. I'm going to reset this. Boom. There we go. Okay. 
got it now. <clears throat> um, so look at these two. There's, there's about 15 or more passages of this um, that, that say and use these same words. By the way, Dahlia, that was a good word today. And she was saying that, that those three words or four, however many, however many words those are, but only three times in the Bible. Well, over 15 times the Bible says this. Um, Galatians 1, we'll just, I'm just going to use these two to save time. But in Galatians 1, in verse 1, Paul, an apostle, not from men nor through man, but through Jesus Christ and Jesus Christ and God the Father. Jesus Christ and God the Father, who raised him from the dead, and all the brethren who are with me to the churches of Galatia, and this is to the church in Kerrville, grace to you. This is to the church at gates of the city, specifically, personally, the, the scriptures coming to you and saying this to you in verse 3, grace to you and peace from who? God the Father. Now, everything else that I talk about from here on in, in this message, in the next few minutes, everything else I want you to take literally. I want you to be aware of taking it literally. We should be always taking it literally, but I'm telling you right now, I want you to take literally. So I'm speaking this to you. Paul spoke this to the church at Galatia. I'm speaking this to the church in Kerr County, specifically to the people at Gates of the City that are here today. Grace to you and peace from God the Father. Reach out and take it. Just say it's mine. Grace and peace. Hmm? No hurt, no harm, no bad, no evil, no fear, right? Nothing. Grace and peace. Grace and peace. And our Lord Jesus Christ, who gave himself for our sins, that he might deliver us from this present evil age according to the will of our God and Father. Jesus delivered us. But he only delivered us because Father said that's the way it was going to be. And in the garden, remember, he said, God, Father, if there's any other way, I, I don't know if I can do this. But not my will, but yours be done. And in that moment, in that moment when he made that choice, after at least three times that it's actually recorded, that that doubt continued to hammer him in his head, when he made that choice, you and I were set free. Because that was the will of the Father. That's why God so loved the world that He gave Him and sent Him. And in sending Him, He liberated you and I. But who did all that come from? God the Father. The Father. God the Father. Say, I have grace and peace. Amen. Um, ooh, you think that's good? This one's really good. Go back to um, first chapter of 2 Corinthians. First chapter of 2 Corinthians, verse 1. Oh, this is so good. Man, this is so good. Remember, we're taking this literally from our Heavenly Father. Paul, an apostle by Jesus Christ, by the will of God and Timothy, our brother, to the church of God, which is at where? Kerrville. 
with all the saints who are are in all of Kerr County. Grace to you and peace from God the Father, our Father, and the Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 3, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies, and the God of all comfort. And I'll just say it like this, and this isn't changing Scripture. He's the Father of mercies and the Father of comfort. Amen? He's the Father that shows mercy, and He's the Father that gives you comfort when you're not comforted, when you're troubled, when something's coming against you in your life. Can you say amen? Who comforts us in all, how, how much? All. Everybody say all. He comforts you in all of your tribulation that you may be able to comfort those who are in any trouble with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God the Father. I'm comforted by Him. When the young man sits next to me on the bench and he needs to be comforted, I can comfort him with the comfort that I've been comforted with. You will never be a father to someone else. You'll never be a parent to someone else in any way, shape, or form if you're not parented by Him. He's the mother, the father, He's the everything. He's got it from every direction, man. And you can give it to somebody the way they need it. Remember this. I try to say this every service. Never underestimate the power of the spoken word. What I'm telling you, what I'm speaking to you right now, let that not return void, but embrace it and make it a part of you. Take this literally. The Father is here with great mercy, with great comfort for you, he has great grace for you, not just grace, but great grace. There's great grace on your behalf, and God is here for you to live in peace every moment of every day. Then what do we do with the peace? What do we do with that grace? What do we do with the mercies that have been shown to us and the comfort that, that we are comforted with? We're able to do that for other people. That's the duplication process of the gospel. That's what it's all about. Everywhere you go in this city, and I mean, or wherever you drive to. I mean, I was on, I mean, I was on a fast 11-hour drive there and 11-hour drive home. I left early Thursday morning and got back last night late. And, and on the way, the, the ministry opportunities were endless, like they are every time that, that, that I travel because, because of my connection with the Father. I don't take a vacation. If I take a vacation, which I do, when I take a vacation, I don't vacation from God. Because on vacation, there's people created in the image of God that need the same stuff, right? And I promise you, you take a vacation from God on vacation, you'll have to come home and take another vacation because of the destruction in your vacation. You know why I know that? Because I've been there and done it. <laughs> well, I'm just leaving my Bible at home. I'm just going to sit out on the sand in the pool and just, you know, I mean, every devil in every, from every direction came. You don't take a break from God, not God, not the Father. We don't take a break from Him. He is that He is. Amen? Glory to Jesus. So, um, <clears throat> So look what Paul says in this verse, and then I'm going to end with three 
passages that I'm just going to read to you, and then the last passage, I'm going to go through it and, and, and point a couple things out. But look at Philippians 3.10 first, um, and, then we'll, and then we'll wind this down. Philippians 3.10. <clears throat> that I may know him. Him who? Him Father. You can say him Jesus Christ, but to know Jesus Christ is to know Father. Because the way to the Father is through him. So that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings and, and conformed to his death, Jesus Christ, but he died a death that the Father set up for him to die. I mean, I mean, you know, you know, the, the, the Romans didn't, you know, do what they did to Jesus Christ because they were in control. They were carrying out the will of the Father, and they didn't even know it. What we want to be doing every day is carrying out the will of the Father. To do that, you have to know Him. You have to know Him personally. You have to be, you have to be connected with Him, you, and you can't let other things distract that connection. You can't let stuff of the past. You can't let what other people have tried to do to you, you think, and, and you've built up in your mind, and you're meditating on natural circumstances and situation. Father has the answer. I mean, we, I mean, he's got so much more than this, but we just talked about he has the mercy, right? He has the comfort that you need in those type of situations. You know, the Holy Spirit is the help. The Holy Spirit only does what Father says. He will help you do and accomplish whatever you need to. I mean, he, he, he's got it all. I mean, I mean, it, he's got the whole package for you and I, and we have to know him as father and not be afraid of that. And I, and I, I think I can say this this way, um, until the last probably 10 or 12, maybe 15, somewhere in there, years of, my, of life, I didn't really know my earthly father. I mean, uh, at an early age, my parents divorced, and I lived with my father. So you'd figure that I knew him, and he was around, and he fed me, and he, you know, made sure I got out of the house, you know, by 18, and all that kind of thing, and sent me off to college, and all those kind of things. And I'm grateful. I'm grateful for all that. But I didn't know him. I didn't have a relationship with him. I didn't know things about him. You know, when you're, when you're, when you're a child, you, you look at your dad, and you think, there's nothing that he does wrong, right? And then it's different ages, but, you know, you might notice that he did one thing wrong. You know, he does everything else right, but that one thing. And then there's a second thing, you know, the older you get, then maybe four or five or six or whatever, and, and, and or things that you don't like or whatever. But when you're young, you think he's hung the moon. He did it all. He's done everything, right? Well, over time, there were just things in my relationship with my dad that were not good. In fact, you know, we, we started drifting apart. You know, the older I got as I got married and had kids and those kind of things, there were just things that we drifted in. And, and you, nobody would know it, but I knew it. You, you understand? I'm not saying anything necessarily to him, but in my heart, there's this hole there because I can't get to him. And however many years back, that began to change. It didn't change overnight, but it began to change. And to this day, I mean, is anybody in here like everything about anybody? 
I was going to have you come up here and I was going to not spit on you, but cast the devil out of you because you were going to be a liar, right? There's not anybody that you know that there's not something you don't like about them. You know, there's things, more things in one person than the next, but there's not anybody you know that there's not something you don't really necessarily like about them. So I'm not saying I like everything about my earthly father and everything that he does, but he and I have a relationship now. And it took a while to get to that place. Well, with your heavenly father, there are things that a lot of people either don't like God or they're convinced God doesn't like them. And why? Because they don't know him. I mean, to know God is not just to like him, to love everything about him. I mean, I mean there's not, today there's not anything about him that I don't love. I just want to know more of him. I want to have a deeper intimacy and a relationship and a connection with him. You understand? And that's what he's wanting from us day to day. And as fathers in the house today, listen, take a deep breath about attempting to be a father. Just take a deep, 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 deep breath. And what will cause you to be everything that, that you need to be is knowing him. So spend your time developing in your life a relationship with him, and you'll be the father that that child needs. I mean, I mean, Jesus was the savior we needed because all he did was emulate the will of the father in everything he walked out. He spent 30 years to get to know him, and then three years of carrying out exactly what the heart of the father was. We have our whole lives to get to know him, and along the way, we're able to carry out things. And li- listen, just stay busy carrying out things that God wants you to do. As I was driving home yesterday, um, I had to stop a few times to write some things down because God showed me some things about my relationship with Him that have to get better and more intense in a certain way. It should be that way. See, it should be that way. I'm not going to have a thought like that and not pull over the side of the road and put it into my phone right then. I, I don't want to forget that thought. That, that was a Holy Ghost thought, you know. I mean, I could have just kept driving in text, but, you know, no. But I pulled over because it's important. It's important. It's more important than anything else for my relationship with him to be strong and ongoing and developing on a day-to-day basis. It's vital. It's important that that happens. Can you say amen to that? Um, so, <clears throat> that, we, that we know him, right? And, and so, these, these last few things right here, I, I want you to take these all literally. Everything that I'm saying to you, I want you to take this as from God the Father. We've been talking about God being for us. God is for you, okay? But today we're talking about God the Father being for you. And when the Father's for you, I mean, it settles something inside of you that no devil in hell can steal. When it's the Father and His will and your relationship with Him that makes the difference. Can you say amen? Um, Psalm 124, and we've read this. Um, Psalm 124, 1. If it had not been the Lord, the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, if it hadn't been God the Father who was on our side, and then verse 2 says, if it had not been 
the Lord, God the Father, who was on our side when men rose up against us, then they would have swallowed us alive when their wrath was kindled against, against us. Then the waters would have overwhelmed us and the stream would have gone over our soul. Then the swollen waters would have gone over our soul. Bless the Lord who has not given us as prey to their teeth. And, and the last verse says, our help is in the name of the Lord who made heaven and earth. That's where my help is. If it not been for the Lord, what could have happened in your life? Anybody ever had like a near fatal accident and you knew it was and just supernaturally, just lift your hand, you say something you know you could have been taken out, but for God, right? But for the Lord, what could have happened in that situation? Can you say amen to that? Um, and, and we read this the other day in, in, uh, in Psalm 56, look at it real quick, Psalm 56 and 9. When I, when I cry out to you, then my enemies will turn back. This I know. My enemies will turn back. This I know because God the Father is for me. Everybody say, this I know. Say it three times. This I know that God is for me. When I know that the Father is for me, what else matters? What else matters? I say absolutely nothing. Amen? Psalm 91, and we'll end with this. <clears throat> Psalm 91. Psalm 91. How many, how many have, have some good experiences with Psalm 91? How many have some revelation in their life as a result of Psalm 91? Okay. What are we looking at today? We're looking at God the Father. And as I start reading this right here, I'm going to start in verse 1. Just listen to it, and we'll, we'll finish with this. But hear and see God the Father. He who dwells in the secret place of God the Father. I'm just changing those. That's not, that's not changing Scripture. That's, that's uh, defining it. He who dwells in the secret place of God the Father shall abide under the shadow of God the Father. I will say of God the Father, He is my refuge and my fortress. My God in Him will I trust. Why? Because I believe He's for me. If you believe He's for you, then you will trust Him. Amen? Say amen to that. Surely, God the Father will deliver me from the snare of the fowler and from the, from the perilous pestilence, which is just all the junk and the stuff going on. And surely He will. And I'll tell you today, because of the blood of Jesus, surely He has. Amen? Didn't say this stuff doesn't come and there's not a bunch of loud, confusing things and this situation i got to deal with and this thing over here. But all that noisome pestilence, all the stuff that's out there, He's already delivered you. And if you know Him as God the Father and you're developing that day to day, your relationship with Him as the Father, there's not anything that you cannot be set free of day to day. That's what I'm about. Not 10 years from now. Not when I get to heaven. Thank God. Heaven is a real place. That's our destination. That's our ultimate destination. But we don't want to live like we're in hell on earth. 
God brought heaven to earth so we could experience His glory and these good things. And it comes from this relationship with the Father. Can you say amen to that? Verse 4. He shall cover you with His feathers under His wings. You shall take refuge. His truth, the Father's truth, shall be your shield and your buckler. You shall not be afraid of the terror by night, nor of the arrow that flies by day nor of the pestilence that walks in darkness, nor of the destruction that lays waste at noonday. A thousand may fall at your side, ten thousand at your right hand. Can we take that literally? Can we take that literally? Yes? We, We can literally take that literally. Can you say amen? We literally can take that literally. Thousand one side, 10,000 the other side, but it shall not hurt or harm us, is what, is what the Scripture says here, right? But it shall not come near you. Only with your eyes shall you look and see the reward of the wicked. From who? From the Father. Because you have made the Lord, God the Father, your refuge, even God the Father as your dwelling place, so no evil shall befall you. Nor shall any plague or sickness come near your home, your life. See, He's already given us that through Jesus Christ. And the only way to know that Jesus Christ did that for us is to know Him. Because the only way to the Father is through Jesus. And when we know that, and we're settled with that, and we're at peace with that, no matter what comes, we have the answers for it. And we have to literally take it that way. And listen... In the same way, in the same way that people choose not to believe God because of past experiences that didn't work out, many people choose not to develop and know God as Father because of past relationships with earthly fathers that were not good. And I'm not taking away anything, anybody that had a relationship with an with a earthly father that was not good, especially if there was abuse involved or those type of things. I'm not saying God condoned that. I'm not saying that you should condone that. But there's ways to get past it. You know, and the only reason I know it is not because I've experienced everything out there, but Jesus did. You understand? I, I, I can't relate to somebody that was physically abused from experientially. I can't relate to that. I can relate to it knowing of things that I've come through, but I can't relate to the torment and the things, the mental anguish and the things that a person that has been through something like that has to deal with. But Jesus can. And what does Jesus give him? What does Jesus give a person like that? What Father says. And when you get that relationship and that connection, it begins to liberate your heart. And I don't care what you've done. I don't care what you've been through. He will liberate you and set you free. Actually, he's already done it. Then we're in this position learning how to receive that on a day-to-day basis. That's why our relationship has to develop. If my wife and I just never talked and we just expected that we, we never talked, we never spent any time together, we never did things together, we just expected for our relationship to grow and develop and all those kind of things, we're, we're, we're lying to ourselves. It'll never happen. You don't spend any time with God through His Word and through praying and learning how to develop what a relationship, see what a relationship really looks like and, and how to partake of that. If you don't do any of that, it, then it's not going to develop and you're not going to be able to see Him in the place that he's in, in these things that come against us. 
because they come. And, and let me read these last couple. He said, so no plague shall come near our dwelling. For he, he shall give his angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways. In their hands they shall bear you up, lest you, what? I mean, I mean will, it, will an angel literally, when if you trip or something happens, will an angel literally bear you up and keep you from hurting yourself? Yeah, absolutely. But see, we have to believe that angels will do that through a relationship with the Father. Like I was saying that earlier, there's a number of times in my life that in the natural, it looked like I could have been taken out, especially in my early years because I did a lot of stupid things. But in those early years, sometimes some car wrecks could have happened, situations could have happened, but God, but the angels of God. You understand? Things, things are like that. We have to take that literally, and we can take that literally when we know Him as Father, that that's what He has already set up for us. I'm talking about this smorgasbord of all these promises that are there for us. It's not that they will be there when we need them. They're already there, and when times of trouble come, man, it's already there. We draw it. We learn to draw that from Him. That's the Father that we serve. Can you say amen? And the last verse, or the last two verses. He, meaning us, you shall call upon the Father, and the Father will answer you. This is verse 15. You shall call upon, I'm, I'm getting it in the first person here. You shall call upon the Father, and the Father will answer you. He will be with you in trouble. He will deliver you. And you will honor Him. And with long life will He satisfy you and show you His salvation. Listen to me. When you know Him as Father, when you call out to Him, He will answer you. When you're in times of trouble, He will be with you. Because he's already with you and not against you. And when the adversary that is against you comes against you, he's already for you. And when there are things in your life that he's not necessarily for, if you walk out of love, he's not for that. But he's still for you. You know, what, you know, why, we, you know why we have to believe that? Because he's the one that will liberate us and, and set us free from not walking in love with unlovely people. Every time we walk out of love, he's not for that, but he's still for you. And if you keep coming to him and he's for you, he'll help you get free of something that he's not for in your life. Man, we have to understand that. Can you say amen to that? No more. Are we allowing intimidation? And our adversary to get the upper hand on being in a place from receiving from the Father what we need to be the people that we need to be. No intimidation, no jealousy, no frustration. I, I, I'm going I'm to go on the floor. You saw how well I landed. Looked like Spider-Man. Uh, uh. 
We cannot allow intimidation to affect us. We cannot allow the thoughts that the enemy brings to us that goes contrary to the will of God to have place in us. And you, you, have, to, you have to communicate with him and talk to him on a day-to-day basis about it. And when, you're, when you hear him, I'll I tell you something that happened. Oh, my gosh. I'm, I'm sorry, but I'm just going to, I've got to tell you this. I was, I was in New Mexico, and the first night that I preached up there, I, I had a word, and I was ready, and I had it prepared and everything, you know. And I was in my hotel room, and I was, I was writing it out. I was writing some things down to make sure that it was right and what I was going to deliver. And right in the middle of that preparation time, one of the closest times ever in my life of actually hearing like an audible voice. It wasn't. I'd be exaggerating if I said it was an audible voice, but it was so close to that. And, and I, I mean, I heard God say, I, I need you to say this. And so for the next hour, I just wrote some things down that I got from him that needed to be said. And I mean, the impact of that night, you know, the people didn't necessarily know anything about that, but I did. And the impact that it had on the people that were there, well, you know why? Because he knows best. Father knows best, always. And, and when, when you deliver something to people, they, they just get free. They get liberated. We never underestimate the power of the spoken word the right word, the timely word, because of what it will produce. Signs will follow from that night. The next night was good also, but, but that night, God just, he just, it's like you hear him say, you know what, man, I need, I, it's like God says, I need you. God says, I need you. I need you to speak what I want spoken. And, and you know, your word's a good word, you know, and all that. But I need you to speak what I want. You know, and I'm not saying I don't do that every Sunday. I do. But the way it came to me, you know, because I had prayed and asked about that word, sometimes God will come to you and he wants to see that you're going to do it his way to the last moment. And that's not the norm with God. He didn't do that to, to me all the time. Very rarely does it happen like that. But, man, to know that you've heard from God and you heard that voice, I mean, who's going to argue with that? I mean, why would you go preach something else? What, what, what do I even have to say? I mean, it's almost as though I have nothing to say. I can do nothing without him. If I stood up behind there and, and preached some message I had written out and I was, already had it prepared and that's not what he wanted to say, it's going to accomplish nothing, not just some things. You, you, you might think in your, I mean, you might accomplish, you know, some, some natural thing or whatever, but it's no good in God because we got to be doing the Father's will. And what he wants. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, just close your eyes. I'm going to pray for him. I'm, I'm, I'm done right now. I want to pray for you. I just feel real strong in my spirit. People have been intimidated by the devil. And I'm telling you, intimidation 
is not of God. He did not create you to be intimidated. He created you to be confident, to know who you are and to know who he is. Father, right now in the name of Jesus, I declare that intimidation of the enemy and the assignment that the enemy has against different people in here even this morning, I declare that assignment is cut off in Jesus' name. Lord, in the name of Jesus, every knee will bow, every tongue will confess that he is Lord. In the name of Jesus is all authority and dominion. And right now in the name of Jesus, we declare that the spirit of intimidation is cut off and that assignment is removed and it has no more power to continue. And right now, Father, I pray for each and every person in the house, especially the fathers that have been intimidated and felt like they weren't enough or whatever it is. I declare that thing is removed and cut off. And from this day forward, faith and trust will be developed day to day and they will get stronger and stronger and stronger. The fathers and every other person in here today, that they will get stronger and stronger and stronger in their trust and their confidence in who you are and what you have done for them. This day, Father, we honor you and we praise you as our Heavenly Father. And you are so faithful and true to us. You're so faithful and true to us. And we bless you and we honor you and we give you all praise. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen.